and welcome to another episode of Farewell Evangelion, a podcast where on a weekly basis we go through each part of the Neon Genesis Evangelion series, episode by episode, bit by bit. My name is Keith, and I'm going through for my last time, and I'm joined with Peter, who is going through it for his first. Hello! <laughs> so the episode we watched today was episode 18, if you couldn't tell by uh, how Peter said hello there, Ambivalence. Uh, Unit 03 arrives in the United States, arrives from the United States, but the, uh, identified, the identity of the pilot is a mystery. Nerve gets a surprise during the testing phase. The episode originally aired on January 31st, 1996, New Year's Eve. Or no, no, that wouldn't be New Year's Eve. That would have been the month end at the of, end. Yeah, a month after New Year's Eve. New February's Eve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, your prediction. Uh, I don't like how accurate my prediction was. Obviously, I wasn't exactly right, but I suggested that Toji would accept his role with on a level of ambivalence that I got that from the title, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and that uh, Shinji, in an effort to break him out of his shell, I believe were my words, will stab him and end up killing him in the process. And while there was no stabbing with a knife involved, uh, Shinji was inside of Unit Zero while it ripped the flesh off of what was Toji's Ava yep. and then crushed the entry plug in its yeah. bare hands. Uh, he definitely did try to break him out of his shell, that being Unit 3. So, behind the scenes note, this is the last recording we're doing for today, and then we're going to take a break before we record. And for whatever fucking reason, it seems like we always end up ending a recording on an episode where the first word that comes out of my mouth afterwards is fuck. Yep, that's definitely becoming a trend. Alright, so... This episode... This fucking episode... <laughs> it's a lot of people not telling Shinji crucial information. Yeah, it's a lot of people making explicit choices not to tell Shinji crucial information. So, we start off with Misato and Shinji getting ready to head out for the day. Asuka storms out ahead of them because she doesn't want to interact with uh, uh, Misato. Uh, Shinji's confused because why wouldn't... What, what's going on with uh, Asuka that she doesn't want to interact with Misato? Uh, Misato makes it clear that uh, Asuka is a girl, and Shinji just doesn't understand those. Um, which kind of implies that it's still Kaji is the problem, and that's why she's not interacting with Misato. But there's also definitely a little bit of a Toji situation that's causing her to be mad at Misato as well. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that Misato points out that he doesn't understand girls means that Toji was way off in choosing Shinji to be his partner to go to Ray's house. Yeah, it worked out. Uh, to be fair... Him entering her apartment and then cleaning up for her was a very weird thing for her to come home to. That's so yes, true. he does not understand females. Uh, definitely doesn't understand Ray, which is a shame. <laughs> Who does, though? <laughs> no one. Um, mostly because she's probably, at this point, I'm starting to realize, the most normal character in the series, <laughs> which is not what I have guessed, would have guessed the first time I saw her. Um, yeah, so that happens. We then get to school, and it's a, a fucking... Ida going off about how he wants to be made the pilot. Well, well even actually, shows yeah, up to yeah, he even shows up to the house. It's like Misato, I'm putting in a formal request to be the pilot of Unit Three. And Misato's like, yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah, Toji gets to do that fun role. That's that's his job now. Um, might also involve dying. Who knows? Uh, I feel bad oh. that I predicted that Toji would die. The first time I predicted that the first child would die, I was like, they have to raise the six. They have to kill off a child to make it clear that death is always around the corner. So they're introducing a new child just so that they can kill them off to raise the stakes. 
And then they introduced Toji. I was like, I memed about the fourth child dying. Might as well keep it going. It's just that Shinji kills the fourth child now that I know the fourth child is Suzuhara. So that's why I made that prediction. I don't like that I made that prediction anymore. I'm upset about the prediction <laughs> I made. Yeah, well, we find out the only reason he was piloting is because they agreed to transfer his sister to a better facility. Uh, there was cut dialogue that was originally supposed to be in the original version of the previous episode that kind of told us that right away, so we would have already knew that. Fair. Uh, at the same time, we have the whole Hikari plot going on where she actually admits to Asuka that she likes him. Yeah, uh, she admits this. At, so, during lunch, Toji goes up to the roof to be introspective and think about his life because he's now an Ava pilot. And Ray confronts him because she... I assume Gendo just straight up told Ray because that's how she gets most of her information from what I can tell. Yeah. And I can't imagine anyone else was slipping these secrets because we know how Asuka figured it out. And we know how Shinji didn't figure it out. It's because no one felt like telling Shinji. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I don't think anyone felt like telling Asuka or... Well, I guess Gendo did tell Ray. so... Yeah. Yeah, no one felt like telling Oscar, uh, but she figured it out through trickery, well, not even trickery, but just from being curious and nosy. Uh, it's just those are traits that Shinji has. If Shinji's, Shinji's very much so trying to stay out of everyone else's way as much as possible, so he's not going to, like, reach his head over them to read what's on their computer screen. Yeah. He's not going to surprise hug anyone, although if he did, it would probably be Kaji. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, so Shinji doesn't know. Asuka and Ray both do know, so they both... Well, Ray has her little comment with uh, Toji, uh, which Hikari sees and assumes that's... Somehow comes to the conclusion that that's fucking Toji putting the moves on Ray up there. <laughs> um, but really, it's just Toji calling out the fact that Ray has feelings for Shinji is what the conversation amounts to. Because it's Toji calling out Ray, and Ray's like, I don't know why I'm talking to you. I don't... I don't normally worry about other people. He's like, you're not worried about me. You're worried about Shinji. She's like, I guess you're right. You would know better than me what I myself am feeling because I'm not used to feeling. Well, to be fair, Kaji just does a 180 and becomes like sage-like with yeah. this episode. He becomes a very uh, kind of interior character who's very wise and knowing about the world. Yeah. So he's the first one who tells Ray that she has feelings. Not feelings for Shinji specifically, but just that she has feelings in general. Well, uh, with Toji specific, I always took it as an implication that Toji is kind of always like this, but because he was kind of forced to take on the parental role in that, it was kind of his way of, like, deflecting attention in a sense. Yeah. He, like, kind of just jokes about everything to deflect in that, but he's actually very, like, serious and wise. Yeah, I, I get the idea, or I'd be willing to accept that he's been serious and wise and perceptive the entire time. It's just he's had this facade over him to kind of shield himself from all of this and now that he's being dragged in as a pilot he kind of doesn't have the option of shielding himself from uh his true self anymore yeah so yeah toji's brought over to do a test run on unit three and make sure it doesn't have the same problem that unit four had does yeah, uh, we get the explosion, and then uh, Misato and Ritsuko are just disappeared for the first half of this episode. They are written out of the episode entirely. Gendo takes direct control of the combat mission, uh, and they went up finding out that Unit 3 has transformed into an angel, the 13th Angel Burial. Burial. Yep, uh, and it's uh, bad news bears for everyone involved, because he just fucking decks Unit 2 and Unit 0 and keeps marching towards Unit 1. Um... Which reminds me of a question I meant to ask last episode, but I'll ask it this episode, even though it doesn't quite fit with 
plot of this episode, but now I've been reminded, so I'm going to ask a question. Um, so Shinji has to fight the unit. Everyone else, not just in the pilots, but like literally every other character who we've been given a name at this point, is aware of who's inside Unit 3 except for Shinji. And... Like, Asuka even tries to tell him at this point. She realizes it's significant enough. The fact that no one's told him at this point is kind of fucked up. She's going to tell him. Uh, only for her to get fucking decked by Bardiel so she can't... <laughs> oh, no, you don't. No, we, need, we need the shocking reveal at the end. Yeah, we need uh, him to almost die before Shinji's allowed to know who he is. Well, the thing I also like is that Kensuke even calls it. He's like, hmm, do you think Toji's the probably not even here today? Yeah, and Shinji's like, oh, fuck it, that guy? No fucking chance in hell. They would tell me if one of <laughs> the two friends I have in the world became an able... Th that would be news I would deserve to know if one of the two friends I have in the world became an able. Or, or the fact that Shinji doesn't even entertain the idea when he's faced with the rogue Ava. Uh, yeah. You would think he... Like, I can see him not immediately jumping to like, oh, it's a person from my school because neither him nor Asuka were from the school. Right? Yeah. And we don't know Ray. She's just kind of always been there. So him not immediately jumping to it has to be a student. I can understand that. But to not even consider the idea at that moment, it just seems weird. Yeah, all, like, the closest he comes is him regularly repeating the line, there's a child roughly my age inside the aviary. <laughs> Probably a bit taller than me. Could punch me really well if he wanted to. Maybe he even has a sister. Yeah. Based on the way I see, I saw him beat down the other two aviaries. Ava's... The child inside there is definitely good at punching. Probably cares about girls and just didn't realize that those two pilots were girls. That's what's going on there. <laughs> cares about his younger sister. Yeah, that seems like the kind of person would be piloting that. <laughs> I can't kill that man. Um, I'm just, I'm so... Yeah, alright. Yeah, okay. Um, so, Shinji has to fight Unit 3. Bardiel, I guess, is what we're calling him. Um... But he doesn't want to, because he realizes there's a human inside. And if he fights, he might end up killing that human. He doesn't want to be responsible for murder. Um, reasonable stance to take, I guess. Doesn't want to be murder. Yeah, again, it's like, even like, why aren't you fighting the pilot? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, I don't want to kill the person. It's like, but you'll die. It's like, I'd rather die than kill somebody. Yeah, I would rather die than be a murderer. And Gendo's like, alright, well, how about this? You won't be in direct control, so you won't be the murderer, but you will watch it from the perspective of the murderer, and you will absolutely internalize this as being your fault for the rest of your days. Let's go! Wait, what was that? Uh, so yeah, Gendo kind of made Shinji do a murder without it actually being Shinji's fault, but he absolutely made it clear that this was Shinji's doing. Yeah, and t I do feel it went a bit further than it needed to from Gendo's perspective, but I feel like Gendo was kind of like, I'm going to make a point here. Yeah. I'm going to make Shinji watch this other pilot die to the point where I would not be surprised if next episode opens with Shinji looking down at Suzuhara like being carried out of the entry plug still alive and only to realize the dummy plug is still in control and then he still fucking attacks <laughs> Suzuhara. Well, we got, we did get the ending scene of finding out Suzuhara was alive. That's true. Uh, for now. But we don't know because we saw the tendrils were still attached to him because the bardial is kind of like a parasite is the best way to describe it. In fact, the lightning strike when it went through the cloud was how Bardiel got into it. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah, during the transportation at the beginning. That answers one. So one of the questions I was planning on asking for this episode was, because we know 
Without knowing specifics of how, we know that Avas are somehow tied to angels in their construction. Uh, so I was curious if Bardiel got in there as an artifact of how they made Unit 3, or if it, Unit 3 was just infected by Bardiel and Bardiel took over. So now I know that... This was infected. And we know that there are angels that work through infection method. Uh, we already knew about the nanobot one, so it's not surprising to hear that this one works on a similar fashion. Exactly. And the implication is that this probably also happened at the uh, Nevada base. Yeah. Uh, other fun moments that happen. So, Ray starts getting infected, so Unit Zero is in danger and compromised. And uh, Gendo, being the kind and caring person who wants to avoid pain for the children as much as possible, uh, tells them to rip off her arm, sorry, amputate her arm. Uh, and they're like, should we sever the narrow connection first so it doesn't feel like her arm's being amputated in real life? And Gendo's like, nah, it's Ray, she can take it. Now, uh, there's one thing I want to point out here, because I, I did mention I would point out uh, dialogue differences. And neither the subtitle or the English dub had the original of the original English dub. And in response to her saying, should we do that? Uh, he says, she'll be able to deal with it. So it kind of comes off as he has confidence in her ability to deal with it. And this needs to be done. And that's fair. I, I actually prefer that dialogue option because it is a super fucked up thing. And it definitely would be an intense pain that she's going through. But it comes across less as Gendo being uncaring. And more so as Gendo having faith in Rey. Um, like, I I would be fine with it either way, because I do agree it was something that needed to happen, otherwise it was going to corrupt all of Unit Zero, and Unit Zero would potentially become another combatant they also have to take down. Yeah. And in addition to that, it could corrupt to the point where it starts infecting Rey on the inside. We don't know exactly how Bardiel works, or at least I don't know exactly yeah. how Bardiel works. And, and that's the confirmation we got, too. Like, we know that Toji is fully, like, healthy. Well, you know, he's alive. As they got, you know... Uh, heartbeat and brainwaves, but they can't confirm anything about him. Yeah. He's essentially in a coma state, but we did see those tendrils kind of attached to him. So yeah, uh, I am willing to accept that the amputation needed to happen to keep it from corrupting her, but rather than the line of just do it, the line of she can take it, uh, actually, weirdly enough, implies that Gendo does care about the children, or at the very least, the Ray, because he has that faith that she'll be able to take the pain. Like, yes, this is a necessary evil, but he is aware of her and her abilities enough that he is confident that she will be able to handle this situation. So Yeah. And in another example of like the dialogue changes too, uh, with a scene where uh, Hikari admits to uh, Asuka that she likes uh, Toji as well, we get her mentioning that, she, oh, Shinji seems like, you know, he's a kind and perspective, like perceptive person, a lot of stuff, caring a lot. Yeah. And then Asuka's like, he's definitely not. Which, uh, with the original dub, the connection of, you know, when she kissed him and him being stupid, like, just the frustration scream in the next room works so well with this because it seems like she's, like, still frustrated with Shinji about all that stuff. Yeah, but she's not saying he's not perspective because of anything else that happened. She's saying he's not perspective because of how he reacted to the kiss. Yeah. And the fact that he wasn't perceptive as to what she was going through in that moment. Yeah, and with the gargling added in, that becomes purely a joke, so there's no connection between those scenes. But in the original, I always like, oh, she's referencing the fact that she's been through a situation where Shinji's been so goddamn oblivious. Yeah. I do enjoy her calling out the fact that Rei is the only person more dense than Shinji. It's like, yeah, I'm accepting of that. Rei is the kind of person who would not pick up on something unless she was ordered to pick up on something, so... Yeah, and that's the other interesting thing, too, where even Ray in this fight is, like, seems hesitant to fight Bardiel. Yeah. 
again, she is aware that there's something going on there. She sees the entry plug not fully ejected and realizes that there's a human inside. Yeah, it's him inside referencing Toji. Oh, that's true. She doesn't realize there's a human inside. She specifically realizes it's Toji inside because she, like everyone else, is aware of who it is. It's only Shinji who doesn't know. Um, yeah, Shinji. Forced to kill his friend with his bare hands, as far as he can tell. Like, yes, he, uh, Toji doesn't end up dead, but Shinji is fully emotionally taking responsibility for everything that happened to Toji and the fact that Toji definitely could have died. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking episode, man. God damn. That was a lot. But Toji survives. Shinji. I enjoy how Misato is, like, trying to get the news to him, so... Because it very much so comes across as everyone was hiding this from Shinji. And from Shinji's perspective, if he finds it out without anyone telling him, then everyone was absolutely hiding it from him, so... Yeah. Misato, like, trying to get in there and tell him before it's too late. Like, I have to tell you who was piloting the Ava. Yeah. Uh, only for him to visually see it before she can say who it was. Yeah, they're probably Toji out of it. Yeah. Um, real bad for Misato. Like, I get her point of she's uh, she can't break it to him because she knows that's going to be a very tough conversation for him. But you gotta break it to the man. <laughs> He needs to know that his friend is in there. Yeah, he ends up finding it at the end when they're pulling it out, and uh, he just kind of loses it and screams, and that's the end of the episode. Yep. The next episode starts off with Unit 1 going berserk and killing Toji. <laughs> just like Gendo intended. Yep. There's a whole reason Gendo chose Toji to be the fourth child, it's because Toji needed to die, so that they could get access to that sweet, sweet sister who's the actual fourth child. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's... Ugh. Well, keep on Sakura as a grade schooler, as they point out in the last episode. I don't think there's any lower age restriction on who can pilot Neva. If Gendo thought that putting a preschooler would save <laughs> the world, Gendo would absolutely put a preschooler inside of Neva. What else happened in this episode? Uh, we do have the moment where uh, Shinji is having a conversation with Kaji as they sleep. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, Shinji tri Shinji starts to. The conversation asks about his father and Kaji's like, really? You're asking about your father? I thought you were going to ask about Misato. He's like, no, can you tell me about my dad? I've been learning a lot about him lately. And Kaji just cuts that shit right off. He's like, no, you haven't. Everything you've learned about your father's fucking propaganda. You know nothing about <laughs> you your You haven't father. seen the shit I've seen. Yeah. I know your father and your father's fucked. Also, I take that back. No one knows anyone. A man is an island. You live your life alone. You never truly know another person. You don't even truly know yourself, fucking chump. <laughs> the Chinese character for girlfriend is Distant Woman. I learned this. <laughs> That's all the information I have for you. Fucking aliens. <laughs> you live your life alone and you die alone. Even if you have somebody in your life, you're still alone. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, what about Misato? Kaji's <laughs> like, no. I stand by what I fucking said. And then we get one of uh, the good Shinji lines of, I don't understand adults. Or, I don't understand people who are adults. Yes. Uh, which brings up the point we kind of addressed while we started recording this, which was... Or not when we started recording, when we started watching the episode. Which is just that all of the adults in this fucking series are also fucking weirdos in addition with the fucking Ava pilots. It's literally just, as far as I can tell, anyone associated with Nerve 
is a fucking weirdo as a consequence. To the point where I'm not... I'm now less convinced that Toji was wise and sage and perceptive before this started. But the moment he got assigned to work for Nerve, he immediately got a new personality <laughs> downloaded into him. <laughs> your weird personality computer. assigned in your uh, entrance is... Oh, wise sage. Congratulations. What? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, it seems here that your current personality is a uh, high school bully. It's a little kind of normal and cliched, so I'm going to have to turn you into, uh... I mean, this isn't a show-in comic. Uh, you can't have, you know, the bully that was a f an enemy who became a friend end up joining the team, so we need you to be, like, the wise mentor character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you need to know a lot about relationships. The only relationship I currently have is the one I have with my kid sister. Yeah, no, you know everything about every relationship. Except for girls who are into you. You're too detached to be aware of that. But you're very <laughs> perceptive about other people's relationships. And boy, do you love w not wasting food. <laughs> why he was out for the second half of the day the entire discussion not so much of him becoming an AVA pilot it's just like them downloading the new personality into his brain <laughs> well I think it's about time uh, we get some of those questions out of the way do you have a lot this time or was it uh, so first one we kind of addressed during the episode which was uh, about Vardial and whether he was somehow an artifact of the construction of Unit 3 versus an infection now I know he's an infection uh my question that I remembered that I wanted to ask previous episode, but didn't get around to asking, or forgot about. So there's some special significance to Unit 1, for some reason, because even though they had the other two, they made multiple references to the fact that as long as they have Unit 1, they'll be fine. They need to prioritize protecting Unit 1 over the other ones. The fact that Unit 1 was the last line of defense in this one. It, it seems to me that... They don't value Ava's as a whole equally, and for whatever reason, they have a special priority in protecting Unit 1. Am I at least correct in that perception of the universe? Man, it definitely does seem that Unit 1 is the priority. And they've even said, like, the biggest giveaway of that was when the virus nanomachine angel attacked. They specifically said, prioritize Unit 1. If we lose the other two, it's fine. So what's that about? Well, I can't tell you that. I'm trying to get a sneaky in there on me. I was. He caught me. <laughs> um, so Toji's fine. He's definitely alive. Yeah, he's alive. Uh, he's, I, we don't know in what state. We just know yes. that he is alive. Yeah, he's alive. He, he might have also had a conversation with an angel and be in a weird state now. We don't know what his situation is. True. Maybe he's now an angel in human form because Bardio got inside of him. And now he's going to murder some people. I don't know. Um, but he is alive. That's it. Good enough for me. <laughs> Does it get better? Do I do I feel less emotions after future episodes? Am I allowed to feel less emotions after future You'll episodes? definitely be feeling emotions, I'll give you that. Okay. Are any of them happiness? <laughs> I can't answer that one. It's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, I guess. Fuck it, alright, yeah, there we go, I'm good. <laughs> that was all your questions? Yeah, good isn't the right word, but I'm <laughs> resolved. Yeah, so I, I gave most of the fun fact information away. This one is, uh, so you're aware there's the comic series, right? Yes. So this is one of the big deviations from the original story, which is the anime, and the manga series, uh, and the deviation is that Toji dies in the comic. Oh, shit. So my prediction of Toji dies would have been correct if we were doing a podcast for the manga and not for the anime. Exactly. And, and they kind of do branch into their own narratives, uh, to some degrees and stuff, like they're still the same story beats. Yeah. Uh... But, yeah, the anime is the original story done by Hideki Anno, 
and the manga is kind of an adaption of it that takes its own liberties with certain things, and Toji just straight up dies. Fair. Fuck. So when that reveal at the end of Shinji seeing in the cockpit, it's dead uh, Toji. I'm glad we're going through the anime instead of the manga. I don't know that I could handle that after memeing about Toji dying. If he actually fucking died, I don't know what that would have done to me. <laughs> Especially with the whole Hikari thing afterwards of like, oh, I wonder if he'll eat the leftovers tomorrow. Uh, yeah, if they showed that scene and then cut to fucking Toji's corpse being carried out, oh god, I I, I might have just stopped showing up to record this podcast. <laughs> this might have been the last episode of the podcast if that's how this went. Ah, pulling a Shinji, I see. Yep, I would have run away. <laughs> Written a train in circles for hours. <laughs> So in that case, I guess now's a good time as any. Uh, what's your thoughts on this episode? I'm... I'm not happy. <laughs> but I have to admit, the fact that I'm not happy means that this was actually a really fucking good episode because it was that good at playing on my emotions. Oh yeah, th this is by far probably one of the most memorable and impactful episodes of the series. Yeah, so... Because as you said, they raised the stakes. <laughs> I can't say it's a... I can't bring myself to call the episode good because of how I feel right now, <laughs> but I have to acknowledge that it was well made. So let's put it that way. That's fair. Yeah, I I'm definitely on the same boat. It's like, I will say it was a good episode. I very much enjoy this episode. I'm sure by the time we're recording again in like three or four weeks, whenever that ends up happening, I will be comfortable calling this episode good. I need some time to emotionally separate myself from it before I call it good. Though. That's fair. And, and to clarify to everyone listening, we're saying three to four weeks as we're both recording these because of the holidays. We, you will have an episode uh, yeah. next week. You will still get an episode next week. I'm not taking a sabbatical from recording <laughs> because of how I feel right now. We will be back to record. Uh, well, we'll be back to record in three weeks, but you'll get your next episode next week. I promise. The only way you don't get your episode next week is if emotions become too much and I do actually take it it's not gonna happen you're getting it next week I promise I shouldn't do this <laughs> you're just gonna cooling up period for three weeks yeah I'm probably gonna take a nice cold bath when I get home <laughs> well I feel like that's a good point to end this episode then so if you want to reach out to us have any comments or updates or anything like that you can reach us at what is my podcast about at gmail.com of course, you can reach this episode on all major podcasting platforms, as well as on YouTube, where we update each Wednesday. And, of course, you can follow us on Instagram, where we give facts, information, polls, and details about the episode as we go through. And, as always, Peter, what can we expect next time on Neon Genesis Evangelion? Alright, so next time on Neon Genesis Evangelion, we're going to have a bit of a lighter episode. It's called My A Man's Battle, and it's going to involve Kaji teaching Toji and Shinji how to pick up ladies so they can have a proper man's battle to see who can pick up break up pick up the most girls at the club because we need a lighter episode to get me through the darker part of this season so it's gonna be a lighter episode for the love of god please well all i can say is peter really reads and needs that so hopefully there'll be plenty of fan service next time <laughs>